Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast, the number one show to bring you all things Club America in English. Your host for today, Ivan Pineda, Christian Rosendo, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Let's start the show. another episode of the eagle eye podcast today we come and talk all things lady aguilas and as always let me introduce my co-host for today brooklyn's very own aj how are we my friend i'm doing good thank you just you know a bit stressed out with some college work stuff but i'm hanging in there how about you uh, same as you, just hanging in there, trying to get through the rest of this week. And uh, you remind me so much of Dylan when we first started this podcast. And always, always, that was always his uh, his answer. It's just schoolwork had him really pinned against the wall. But uh, hey, I'm sure that you're going to be able to manage just as well as he did. But all right, AJ, let's uh, distract ourselves from the real world. And let's talk a little bit about the ladies. As today, we're going to be recapping everything that happened at home against Santos. And then, of course, we'll talk about that not-so-great game against Atlas over in Jalisco. And then we'll give you guys all the details in regards to the upcoming match against Mazatlan, which is going to be on Saturday. And, uh, yeah, really excited to talk ladies. Are you ready, AJ? I am ready whenever you are. All righty. Well, let's get started. and Let's take a trip back all the way back to last week on Friday, September 18th. The ladies ended up going up against Santos Laguna over in the Cancha Centenario. The ladies ended up winning a 2-1 victory. Wasn't the easiest of matches. Probably wasn't the best of matches that we've definitely seen these ladies play. We knew that this game was going to be a tough one, and it ended up being so. AJ, ultimately, the ladies walk out with all three points after getting that 2-1 victory. What are your kind of final thoughts in regards to just how the whole game went? It was content overall. Like, it wasn't the greatest of wins, as you mentioned, but we did get three points. Santos Laguna did score first, which worried me early in the 12th and the 12th man. Like we mentioned when we talked with Eugene, it feels like the teams are usually struggling in the league. It seems like they go a lot against America because it seems like in the case they're trying to like throw America off their game slightly. But yeah. When the tw- when Santos Laguna scored in the 12th minute from Estela Gomez, I'm just like, I really am hoping that this is not one of the cases where we somehow start to score against a weak side like Santos Laguna. But then in the 16th minute, we had Justin Orejel score a header, which is her very first goal with America Femini, which I was really happy to see. And then in the second half, in the 46th minute, Hannah Gutierrez um, scores the second goal for America Femini, which then ultimately secured the 2-1 win for America Femini. We did have a couple, we did have a lot more chances than Santos Laguna did. We had 10 shots on tar- we had 10 shots against Santos Laguna Femini, but we only had three shots on target. But then compared to Santos, they had half of those shots, which was five, but they happened to get three on target. But overall, our defense was doing the best that they can and JD just performing as great as usual and she helped us um with some amazing blocks from her and ultimately helped us secure um the 2-1 victory yeah definitely JD had quite the performance and then you see her kind of follow that up next the following couple of days uh away at Atlas but we'll get to that game in a little bit let's talk a little bit more about the Santos match America really came into this one maybe just a, I don't know 
I didn't really see the same kind of fire and spark that we usually saw. I don't know if it's because of the rain uh, and, you know, or whatever the case may be. But the ladies just didn't really look like they were 100% sharp. The one thing we've been very hypercritical about this team is the, you know, the lapses of concentration in defense. And we kind of saw that in the first Santos goal, you know, um, just mistakes in clearing balls and then, you know, just. I don't know. I think Jocelyn Orahead could have done a little bit better in, in the goal that we conceded. Of course, then she goes and vindicates herself just minutes later uh, on a set piece. And, you know, rightfully so, like you mentioned, gets her first goal in an America jersey. But I I just feel like this game should have definitely have gone a different route for these ladies. I think that they did. It's definitely more than enough talent like we've seen in other games in which, you know, they've come out on top in, in much better fashion than they have. So in this game. So, I mean, I don't know. What do you think about these defense lapses and, and how, you know, poorly we performed in, in, in the first opening 45 minutes? It's just one of those things where I'm just always just confused to like how we're just conceding goals to just teams that are just like really struggling. Like we've conceded goals against teams like Necaxa, Cholos, Atletico San Luis. Teams are really aren't doing the greatest right earlier on in the season. And for the most part, they look the same. But it's just one of those instances where it seems like America maybe might come in this a bit like too confident. At times where we're playing against like teams that are not really doing oh so hot in the league right now, but just like in those early minutes when we conceded the first goal, right? I was already thinking to like what Eugene said that I feel like the Santos like are, are going to give this team a fight despite how they're currently performing the Liga MX need. But it's just the thing I'm just like, I really don't like early goals because it seems like that could just give the other team some kind of momentum and hopes to try to keep scoring goals. Yeah, we have a solid defensive. It's just one of those things like we make the tiniest little mistakes and then it ends up leading to a goal, which it's bound to happen. It's bound to happen in the game of soccer. Some mistakes will lead to a goal, but it's just that I feel like in the case when you have a defense like America Femini, I feel like we shouldn't really allow to really just be conceding goals um, against like teams that are not doing so great. Not to say like to like no disrespect to that team, They're, they've done a great job in scoring. And the goals was just one of those things that makes you scratch my head and wonder, like, what are we doing wrong? If it's against like better teams like Monterrey, Tigres, Chivas, or Atlas, and it's like I can understand that they definitely have the squads that can definitely break defenses and score. But just to see like sides are struggling, it's just making me wonder. It's like why are we constantly conceding? Because then you get people all over on Twitter just commentating, like uh, mostly I guess on Leo Cuellar, kind of saying like, what is this defense doing? Or just because a player makes the tiniest mistake, it's just, or everyone's just saying to them, like, just bench them. There's no point in them continuing to play, but mistakes are a part of the game. So it's bound to happen. I agree that their mistakes is definitely part of the games, but you've had consecutive mistakes over a long stretch of this season already. Like you mentioned, Necaxa, uh, Atadico, uh, San Luis. And of course, you have this game against Santos and, uh, you know, Cholos as well. I mean, these are these are games in where you shouldn't be conceding goals, yet you are. And it's not like the opposition just had a really good, you know, play that led to a goal. It's just constant mistakes that this defense keeps on leaking goals. Granted, it's not like they're leaking two, three, four goals a game, but it's just these little nuances that kind of put you a little bit worried because, like you mentioned, those bigger teams are definitely going to take more advantage of those lapses in concentration and we know that they're capable of beating this defense down even when we're at our sharpest so i think that's the one main concern that we continue to kind of just keep going back to this lady's defense is that 
where is, you know, where is that concentration at? Why are we still making these mistakes? I get it. The center back partnership is still new and that still needs to flourish. And I understand that, but it's one thing to get caught off position. It's another thing to not be able to clear a ball in your own 18. The most simplest of things that I feel like these girls should have learned since you, at a young age to be able to clear a ball like that, you know, and it's not the same. It's not the same, uh, first time these things kind of happen for, for the ladies. So, I, I am a little bit concerned going forward, but at the end of the day, I do want to talk about the resilience of this team to go down a goal and then be able to turn it around on its head and walk away with all three points. Because correct me if I'm wrong, AJ, but this is the first time we actually go down in a game. That's actually correct. Yeah, no, it's just, I feel like it's one of those things where it's, it, I really liked how we responded in me with the Justin or head headed. Like as soon as you saw Santa score, a goal, it seems like that case is like, okay, we're getting a goal back in me. We're trying to get back into this game. And I feel like with that happened, just all the America Feminine players surround Johnson just cheering for like being really happy they got the goal back. Yeah, like we are, it's like, yeah, we got a goal back, but it's the case like it boosts everyone up completely. And then it just left Santos kind of surprised to just like thinking they were gonna hold on to a lead for who knows, maybe for like the entire first half. But as soon as just seeing that goal, I just love that how they just go right back into it. And then as soon, it was like back to square one again for Santos um, Laguna Femini. They're just like, we just conceded a goal in the four minutes. Now we're going to have to do everything over again and hope to build the second goal. And that's the thing that America Femini are thinking. They're like, okay, we went to go down. We got to go back. Now let's actually take the lead and we're going to keep that lead. So I just really love to how everyone, um, as soon as that we just conceded a goal, it's immediately, it's like, okay, we got to wake up, get back into it. It's early on in the match. We have a lot of time to score goals. So it's just great to see that. Yeah, and they definitely did so. They went out, like you mentioned, got the equalizer, and then from there on forward, went and kind of managed the game, I think, pretty well. I think I think Santos definitely ran out of legs uh, towards the end of the match, and I think that definitely helped the ladies out a little bit, which I thought they were running out of legs too. Um, but still, it, it it was good to see that kind of resilience from the team, get back, get that goal back, and then, of course, right away, kind of give a sucker punch to Santos in the opening second half, and then from then on, kind of managing the game. And um, really, like you mentioned, you know, could have had a couple of chances here and there, but I think we just were um, just not not clinical enough and we definitely weren't sharp enough in front of goal. Uh, like you mentioned, only three shots on target out of the 10. That's 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 really, really low uh, percentage of uh, shots on target for America. But, you know, like you mentioned, you know, our, our, our defense after making that kind of hiccup, then rectifies itself, you know, just gets itself back on track. You mentioned J.D., Doing doing what JD does, you know she's a great shop stopper. Um, had maybe a little bit of things here and there that were a bit worrying. So whenever she tried to come out for a wall, um, and 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 I don't credit to her. It, it it goes to show how much confidence she has to be able to come out. Um, but again, she's a young keeper. She will make sometimes these mistakes coming out, and uh, especially when you're on the shorter side of a goalkeeper, uh, learning how to manage and and come out of your box and be able to reach the ball out of. Uh, at the right time, that is definitely something that she's learning. But I mean, no one's gonna deny her shot stopping abilities. And um, you know, at the end of the day, the ladies walk away with all three points. And I think you know, it it, it was a good, solid performance in the second half. No, yeah, no doubt about it. We get we get the um goal immediately to score after just one minute with Hannah Gutierrez, which I'm really happy to see. But it just like from there, it's like with the amount of shots that we did have, I felt like we should definitely be 
scoring more goals. You're seeing teams like Chivas, Monterrey, and Tigres just seems like just scoring goals for fun on each team left and right. It's one of those things I'm just really hoping that America family do start to pick up because it seems like Danny is currently in a bit um Daniel Espinosa she's in a bit of some kind of goal drought. So it's just kind of like of an issue where it's like kind of hoping I really hope she gets out of this goal drought to start scoring some goals because we're having players contribute into scoring goals, which I like. That's great. But I feel like our forward consisting of just um, Daniela Espinosa up front because we don't really accompany her with anyone else. It seems like the case that maybe she has like a lot of things for her to do and just trying to be the only goal to be the only forward up front to try to score some goals. So I feel like in this case, like I feel like she needs to pick the pace up or simply what I like to, or like we did last time, go back into a 4-4-2, which I'm pretty sure that's not going to happen. Just have someone like, Riley Campa or Dalia Molina or who knows, maybe the youngster in the Huerta going up to help Danny out and score some goals. Yeah, I mean, she definitely has to play that role of a solo striker, which, I mean, previous to these games, I think she was doing a pretty good job. But even then, I think she was having some good support from the ladies. Uh, something has changed a little bit like that. But it's not to say that she hasn't had her look at goal. She's had her chances. Um, and she just hasn't been scoring. And so I think she really needs to get out of this rut. I mean, we talked about that missed penalty that she had not against Leon. And then, of course, you know, the chances that she created herself and wasn't even able to put uh, in the back of the net. And we'll talk a little bit about, you know, what I think of her game against Atlas. I think you see that all of this is definitely weighing on her. And she needs to go fast because the more that this lingers on her, the, the the longer we're gonna see a not so match sharp uh, Dani Espinosa on the pitch, and I think that's not what you need, especially her being the captain. I think she has a lot of pressure going forward. She knows she has that 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 record breaker just you know waiting to happen. So uh, you know, plus you know you carry the weight of the number ten jersey. It's it's not easy. It's not easy. But again, she's more than capable of of handling the pressure. It's just whether or not she's going to be able to anytime soon. So, I mean, we'll talk a little bit more about her in, you know, the, as, as the show progresses, because I think she has to play a vital role in this game against Masatan. If there was ever a game in where a player who is in a goal drought that needs confidence to get it right back, it's definitely this game coming up against Masatan. So, no. um, I mean, that's, that, that pretty much, does it? I mean, at the end of the day, America ends up getting all three points, and as, as strictly and, and and as much as we want to hassle and, and haggle them for kind of these little details here and there, I think at the end of the day, you take a step back and you say, okay, it's three points, well fought. Credit to Santos for coming and playing the game that they did. On to the next one, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to move right on to the next game. So America definitely had about two days to turn it around, get some rest, get some little bit of practice, because then they had to go and travel to Guadalajara and uh, go up against Atlas in what was a really, really peculiar kickoff time. It was 8 a.m. here in the in uh, the Pacific Standard Time. I know it was a little bit later for you, AJ, at 11 <laughs> o'clock in the morning. But uh, such an odd kickoff time, so early. And, it, and I don't know if the kickoff time even played a factor in this game because if the ladies played like if it was an eight o'clock in the morning game and they had just woken up out of bed and they were asked to go play some soccer. Um, it, it did not look well at all. Uh, we were talking about this before we hopped on the podcast. You were looking at some of the highlights uh, just to kind of refresh everything. And it just looked like it was one of those games where you just wanted the whistle to go after 15 minutes. You were like, I'm ready for this game to be over. 
It's crazy because I was doing some schoolwork as I was also watching um, the game on the side on my iPad. But just seeing how this team was performing, I'm just like, what is going on? Like, we're, we're playing against a good opponent who's been to the Ligia a couple of times since the league first started. And they do have a well-rounded squad. They're not up there in the ranks that say, like, top four teams in the league. I mean, but, like, they're sure making themselves a name. At the Semini, they were honestly giving America a fight. The stat lines, like, they only had four shots um, in total the entire game, but they had three on target compared to America's one shot in which none of them were on target at all. There were instances in which Atta Semini hit the post twice, in which, you know, honestly, when I was looking at those odds, I'm like, that really should have just been 2-0, and they could have just handed America their first loss of the season, and then thus breaking my thing of saying, yeah, we're going to go undefeated this season. But it's just, we were not really looking sharp. It seems like our forwards are not on their A game. The midfield was... They were doing some things to try to create a play, but all in all, it was just like not that great. And the fence, they looked like they were caught sleeping pretty much. And I feel like the only one that was honestly in the entire game was JD Gutierrez. She was just trying to keep her team into the game with the saves. Granted that the ball hit the post twice, but it seemed that was like the help of the post. But it's also just nice to see that JD was actually going for the um, save as well, trying to get her hand on the ball. When it came to the offense, I saw Cassandra Cuevas header in which the ball went slightly off, which it was a good attempt by her. But then the next two things I saw from Marlene Campa, it seemed like I don't understand that the first shot that she had, it just the ball went slightly to the right when she was trying to just do like a one touch. So I'm just like, that wasn't the grace. Her second shot, it seemed like she saw the fender to her left, but she thought like she could just easily shoot the ball. And I'm kind of like thinking she could have had maybe a second right there to maybe cut in and then try to go for a shot. And then the last shot, like really that Medica Femini had, it was from Daria Molina, but it seemed straight right at the goalkeeper. And this is one of those things I'm just like, I don't understand. Like you could maybe like try to like finesse it around slightly instead of just going the shot directly at the Atlas um, Femini goalkeeper. But it just seems like Atlas are really just like knocking at America Femini's door and just trying to like break, um, try to get themselves a goal. But luckily Jay was a- able to keep us into this match the entire time. So I want to just kind of take a step back and kind of give you my perspective of what I saw on, uh, on that game. And granted it was the worst game I've seen the ladies play so far. Um, the way it seemed to me, and and, and I, I don't know if people will relate to this, but it seemed that the pitch was very heavy for the ladies. Like, like that, like they couldn't get a sprint going. Like every touch was heavy. Like there was no cohesion. I felt that there was no creativity going forward. It, the midfield felt lost at times. I felt like Atlas was just running circles around that midfield, and why we just kind of gave a lot of possession away. There was a lot of long ball United at times. There was a lot of just hoofing the ball upfield and kind of clearing the danger. You know, there was instances where I think Jocelyn tried to get things going and then, you know, she, she was kind of pushing up the line and everything. But I didn't really feel like the rest of her teammates reciprocated any of that kind of momentum, you know, push to try to get the game kind of flowing and going. It was a very poor match from uh, Dani. Again, we mentioned her. Didn't show up at all. I think she even got frustrated at times that there was just no balls coming in and around her area. So, you know, there was times where she was 
dropping deep, trying to receive the ball. But even when she got it, I felt like even and and she she's very versatile. She can definitely take players on. We've seen it in the league. It, it just seemed like this time it, that wasn't the case. It, she just felt that she had no bags, uh, no no tricks left up uh, left up her sleeve. And I don't know. It 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 was very disappointing. I will say that it was very disappointing because you definitely thought that this game was going to be a little different. And and these are the games. And I think this is the first time, this is the first real opponent, I think, since Cruz Azul that America has had that we know will probably be someone that you could potentially find yourself in the Liga. So to come in and see that they're unable to, you know, cope with, 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 with a team that relatively speaking, yes, has been doing well. And like you mentioned, they have been making a name for themselves in the league. I think at the end of the day, Look, player by player, I think America has the upper hand. And for us to look very subpar, and the stats will definitely show it, Atlas should have walked away with the three points. Like, I'll, I'm just kind of like lost for words because I just don't understand. I think one of the things with the midfield I was seeing, comments I mentioned this before, the absence of Jennifer Munoz seems like really clear because it seems like nothing is really going on. No play is being made. We're having a defensive midfielder in Zubla Hernandez who has come back from, if I'm not mistaken, it was um, like a nose injury she suffered when playing against Monterrey Feminine um, back um, a season or two ago in the Ligia. So I can understand that. She's going to be a bit like sloppy. It's, she's got to get um, take some time to like get on the pitch and play to get back to her usual self. It seemed like in this case to have like someone like her in, in the midfield role in which she's not really playing as a center defensive midfield more as a CM. It just seemed like if nothing was really clicking for her. And then just just seeing Marlene Campa on that on the right um on the right hand side, right next to Danny Espinosa on the wings. It's one of those things it's like she's she's progressing more and more playing as a winger slash midfielder, which I like to see, but it's just one of those things I just can like I just can't look at it. I'm just like, I really just don't like to just put her back as a forward. It seems there's like instances where I feel like she's itching to score some goals. She was one of our, she was one of our goal scorers last season. I'm not saying she was the top goal scorer with five goals and seven games played. So I'm not really understanding to why we're continuously just wanting to play position, play formations in which we're putting players in positions where I feel like it's not going to work. And I feel like if it's going to take the explosive, I'm Marlene just leave her frustrated just like it was against Atlas. I really don't know how well it's going to pan out for her. And then just seeing Danny Espinosa like really just getting frustrated. It's just, I think it's starting to show while since it's like, she needs all she needs the help that she can get, but it feels like nothing is really going around, um, going her way. Wearing that captain's armor, like you mentioned before, I mean, it seems like it's something that's like right behind her. It's like, you are the cap. You're going to have to lead this team forward. She body got, Rodrigo was our captain, but it seemed like she's like our co-cam, but we give it to Daniel Espinosa, but it doesn't seem like a problem. But then out along that, you also have that goal-breaking red that you can that you can go for. But it seems like she's just getting really unlucky with her shots, either shots not being on target or they're just being really close to scoring, just hits the post. And I feel like that just angers her e- even more. And I feel like it's not as a way I guess the fueler, but it seems like I don't know, maybe it's too early for me to say. Maybe she's losing some kind of confidence because seeing from that Atlas game, like, everyone was really off. And considering, like you mentioned, it's like the first real test we had since Grusso in the first game of the season, it's going to warn we're playing against tougher sides like Monterrey, Diaz, or Chivas, and knowing how their forwards are just scoring goals for fun, like Monterrey's Christina Burke and Road, 
you have Chios Alicia, Alicia Cervantes. It's and then Divas Feminis, um, Gatti Martinez. One of those things. It's like if this is how we're gonna play against those teams, I'm honestly expecting a loss at that point because then I'm just gonna be really nervous. And it seems like the defense as well just really weren't on their A game. So as I said before, if we're gonna play against teams like that against like Atlas. That's how we're gonna struggle. I really don't know like what this team what what this team is really gonna do coming forward. Yeah, I mean, there's questions in regards to, you know, how well are we actually going to perform against these bigger teams? And it's something that maybe we should have been asking ourselves whenever we were kind of recapping these kind of bigger victories for the ladies. I'm with you on that, AJ. I think we need Dani to be bagging herself just as many goals as the others, uh, as the other teams are doing as well. It it has to be a battle because, you know, you're America. You, you should always got to be contending for the title. And I think now more than ever, you have the squad. In theory, you you should have the squad to be able to go up against those other bigger rivals. And we know that, you know, you mentioned the calendars of, you know, the, the bigger matches are definitely on their way. You know, you have Mazatlan after this, but then a week later you're going up against Pumas and that's not going to be an easy matchup either, especially away from home. So it it it, it definitely does give us a bit of a concern, but at the same time, that unbeaten streak continues, and gratefully so. That at least you know that your goalkeeper is in top form, that she's ready to perform and uh, step up when the moment needs to be. Uh, we're seeing a better kind of defensive solidarity. I, I don't think we didn't. I don't think we had much of a lapse of com- uh, concentration in regards to the defense against Atlas. I just think that no one was really sharp enough on that day to get anything going going forward. But defensively, I think the ladies did fare well. I mean, you mentioned those two posts, but hey, I think sometimes teams need a little bit of luck and sometimes championship winning sides need a little bit of luck. And if the ladies can continue this good run of form and hey, Saturday may come around, they may end up winning 7-0 to and then we're on here talking a a whole different subject. But again, I think we have to be realistic about who we're going up against this Saturday as opposed to who we're going up against two Saturdays from now, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Pretty much well so, said. So, so it is. It it is disappointing. The ladies end up getting that draw, but at the same time, that unbeaten streak still, you know, is going. And uh, you know, if Goyard is trying to draw positives from this game, it's that at least they have that. Still, they have that undefeated. They kept another clean sheet, and uh, I think there's stuff that you can kind of just grow and progress from that. And we'll see whether or not the the team is capable of rebounding and, and you know getting on the right foot against Mazatlan, which we would hope so, especially with kind of what position each of the teams are in the table. But ultimately, like you mentioned, this was definitely a game where you definitely missed Jennifer Munoz. You definitely missed uh, kind of more of a depth in your bench. I think if you have a player like Janae, I think that's a little bit of a game changer in, in, in maybe bringing in a little bit more creativity, maybe a little bit more speed. And uh, but But I mean, at the end of the day, who knows, right? I just... All speculation at this point, but overall, AJ, ladies are still un- uh, undefeated. I would say a pretty decent point. I mean, ultimately speaking, yes, while three would have been much better, and it definitely would have continued your winning streak, a draw isn't the, the end of the world, and if you see who it was against, you're thinking, okay, it was an early game, you had to travel, all of that kind of plays into factor, you're definitely missing your brightest uh, player in the midfield. So I think, I guess we'll negotiate this one point and, and take it. 
point to point, I can't you like you mentioned, can't go wrong with that. But it's just one of those things I've like I really wish like America Fanny continued the win streak, but hey, I mean, well, yeah, get the three points, but all in all, we're still undefeated. It's a point, but Maybe they could maybe they could look into this game as kind of like of a wake up call, just seeing like how Atlas were just all over America. And it, it should probably give them something like we're gonna need to repeat. Well, we have to do the same that Atlas Semini did, but do it in our own way, in which right from the get go, just starts just start scoring some goals immediately. Like you mentioned, we're playing as Mazatlan next, and I feel like if this is the time to just start scoring goals before. We're going to be coming up against Pumas and Tigres. Then I'm like, this is the game where we need to start to get something going. Definitely. And I think it would speak volumes of the team if they're able to walk away from this and grow and learn and say, look, yes, what well, we were doing amazing in these other matches, whenever we came up and uh, against a better level opponent, like you mentioned, no disrespect to any of the lower teams, but against an opponent that we could potentially face in a Liguilla, and we didn't step up to the moment. We, you know, there's things to learn from that, and there's things that to improve. And I would hope that they do learn. And these ladies seem that they're capable of doing so. So, I mean, only time will tell. Only time will tell. Um, but if the ladies are really hungry to get back on track, I think this Mazatlan game has to be important and crucial for for that to happen. No doubt about it. Alrighty then, AJ, let's move on into our next segment. And yes, while we are going to preview the Mazatlan game, any updates, any news, anything from the world of Coapa in regards to America Feminine? I know there's one certain player that is back on the training pitch, but uh, I'll let you break the news on that. Anything else besides that? I really don't think there really isn't anything else from that. But if we're going to get right into it, Jennifer Munoz... Um, if you heard from last time on the podcast and from seeing on Twitter, she did have COVID, but then she was free from it. Just she had to like wait until the isolation period was over, and then she did have um an injury. But America, um, Club America Feminina on their Twitter, they posted images of Jennifer Funios back in training again. So this is really good news for America Feminina, just seeing her that she's up and ready to go and ready to um, play again. But I'm thinking, considering what the injury that she might have had, I don't feel like she's going to be coming into this upcoming game against Mazatlan. So if anything, I feel we might maybe see her against um, uh, Pumas. Or if they really want to make sure she's completely healthy to face against Tigres next, then I feel like that will probably be the next step that might um, be taken for that. Yeah, obviously, like you mentioned, it's exciting to see that Jen is back. I, I know she's very excited to be back. You know, she, she's kind of radiating that on her Instagram and on her Twitter that she was definitely excited to be back in training. Uh, it does look like she's training on her own on the side. So do not expect her to feature on Saturday's game. And if she does, I don't see any more than 15 minutes coming off the bench for, for the ladies if for whatever miracle she is ready to go this Saturday. But like you mentioned, I think she definitely will be available for the team against Pumas. I mean, that gives us about a week's time. We definitely will know the extent of that injury after Saturday's game. I think they'll definitely, I'm pretty sure Cuellar is going to get answer, uh, asked in regards to what Jen Munoz's recovery is looking like because you definitely need her against Pumas. And yeah. There's no doubt about it. You definitely need uh, you definitely need her against Tigres, and uh, I'm I'm sure 
she's spoken about it before too. She's been open. Uh, she's been open very publicly in regards to being and wanting to be present for the big games like the Monterrey, like the Chivas, like the Tigres. So I know deep down inside that she's definitely working hard to be uh, available at her best, uh, just to be at her best against Tigres because she knows that she wants to be part of that game. And I think we all want her to be part of that game. She definitely will be needed uh, if uh, if America family want to take a good game to Tigres. But yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it in regards to news, uh, in regards to all things Lady Aguilas in Coapa. I don't think we really have much of an update besides that. Uh, Janae still looks like she's a bit injured. Uh, actually, no, I lied to you. She looks like she was training with the team. So she could be coming back for the Mazatlan game. I would expect her to be on the bench, though, uh, especially with that injury that she was coming back. I know that they, she she posted a picture of her at practice with... Um, with a couple of the teammates. So I'm curious to see if, uh, if she's going to feature. I think I'd see that, but as you know, with the little injury that she did suffer, the last thing that she did play, I feel like they should just take precautions to just let her just sit on the bench or if anything, like give her like the last, like maybe 20 or 15 minutes to play. So I'd probably see her on the bench for, um, against Basatan just to, um, just as precaution to make sure that everything's, um, okay with her, not to like risk anything if they do happen to start her out early or play, um, more, I'd say than like 20 or 15 minutes. Yeah, you definitely don't want to risk her, especially with these two big games coming up after this Mazatlan game. You want all of your your roster to be 100% fully fit, so I don't think you really want to force your hand, especially with a team like Mazatlan. Again, no disrespect to them, but I think there's other opponents that we're definitely keeping an eye out for uh, for these upcoming matches. But AJ, let's talk about this Mazatlan game. Coming up for our Lady Aguilas is the next match. Mazatlan at home. That game's going to be on Saturday at 12 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, no, sorry, 10 a.m. Pacific time, 12 uh, p.m. Uh, Central time. And of course, it's going to be 1 p.m. for Eastern China time. That is going to be your time, AJ. And uh, where can the people watch this game? You can um, catch it right on Facebook. I'd assume with the game early like that as well, you may be able to catch it on through the United States. But just to be on the on the safe side to make sure you don't have to you don't have to check through the TV channels on your TV, turn it on. Could just um, get on your phone, your iPad, your laptop, whatever it may be. Go on Facebook, and you can watch the game right there for the full ninety minutes. There you guys have it. You guys can watch the America Mazatlan game this Saturday over on Facebook, and uh, make sure you guys follow us over on Twitter as we're going to be keeping a live tweet update on everything that is going on in regards to that matchup. That should be exciting. That should be fun, and hopefully you guys join us for all that conversation. And uh, yeah. Be interesting if uh NA shows the match. I don't know if they will. If uh, any of those kind of, well, I don't even think they have the Bundesliga anymore, right? So I don't. Mean, I don't no, think that I, would definitely been a schedule conflicts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna put you in that spot, AJ. But ultimately, <laughs> make sure you guys check out Facebook and you guys can catch that game. That's exactly where we're gonna be at because we definitely want to be on the safe side of things, especially covering the team. And uh, yeah, we'll be exciting for a uh, for a nice Saturday uh, brunch watching. It's perfect brunch hour for us here at uh, over in California. So. We'll see what happens. But all right, AJ, let's talk about this game. What did the ladies need to do in order to kind of revert what happened in Guadalajara and kind of flip it on its head and then walk away with all three points against Mazatlan? So we got 17 goals scored this season. 
we're gonna have to try to add we're gonna need to add more goals into that tally i wanted to hit like at least 20 by the masartan game well in this case have 20 goals scored in total not 20 goals scored against moria because then i wouldn't know what to say but yeah no I feel like this is the game where they need to completely forget about that Atlas game as if it's happened, even though at the same time you want to use it as a learning experience. But just the thing like how America Femme has just been dominating for the most part this season, it's just they're going to have to get right back into just scoring some goals immediately. If anything, we could we may want to use our best lineup to try to um, have our best players just get ready for the upcoming games. Or we can maybe put in some players that have been on the bench because Masatan are not looking oh so great coming into this um coming into this matchup with only four goals scored this season and twenty two conceded, and they're currently sitting in fourteenth place if I remember. So it should be in this case where America Phoenix should be definitely taking advantage of this and just score um goals right on them left and right. And you know what? The only thing that does worry about me is is we know that these teams whenever I'm. You know, they're coming into play against America and they're on the lower part of the table. And we saw it with Santos and we saw it a little bit uh, with um, with all these other teams that America has had to end up playing against. So they come out and they play a, a pretty aggressive match. And, and I'm not saying that they take the game 100 percent to America and they're, you know, causing the, the constant goal threat. But I expect the Mazatlan side to just park the bus shut as many spaces as possible. And I think this is the game in where your more creative players need to come in and do the job that we know that they can do. I'm looking at Danny, like we mentioned, this is the game that she needs to come out and score. I would hope more than just one goal. One goal will do just fine. But if you can add more to that, then I think she can definitely rid of anything that was plaguing her. And she can definitely go on and, progress to be the player that we know that she can be so this game is definitely crucial for her confidence and she needs to bag a goal and then i'm looking at other players like you mentioned marlene campa she has to come up big in this game i'm not necessarily expecting for her to score a goal which i mean if she does that would be great but i need her to be more creative i need to be need her to be more offensive and she definitely needs to link up with Danny a little bit better, especially in a game where not a lot of spaces are going to be created. So you're going to have to create them for yourselves. And then uh, Montserrat, hands down, probably one of the most capable players in Liga MX Feminine when it comes to playing on that wing. And, you know, we know that she's fast. We know that she's capable. And again, another player that needs to link up with, uh, with our captain and start making things happen. Again, in the Atlas game, didn't really see much of her. And I think the midfield shouldn't be too worried about anything. It's just do your game, play your game, play those passes, try to create something. And uh, I mean, just kind of move on forward from that angle. So before we go into more of these tactics, talk to me a little bit more about what formation we could probably see on Saturday, AJ, and what players could possibly be starting for America. I think like at this rate, like I said before, Leocor is definitely not going that 4-4-2. It's never going to happen. I just have to give up on that dream on him actually wanting to put a 4-4-2. So, you know, I'd seen like it's 4-3-3 as we usually did. I know last game, I think we played a 4-1-3-2 in this case, even though on the app it looked like a 4-3-3. But whatever formation we're using um, last time against Atlas, I feel like in this case it, w- it wasn't looking so great. It could be just because of the players there. 
So I'm going with that four. I'm going with um four three three. Would you also like for me to um mention the starting players as well? Who I think it's going to be yeah. on there. So at goal you're gonna have JD as usual. Your back four is going to be consists of Jimena Rios, Justin Orejel, Selene Valera. That's actually pronounced. I've been saying Selene. It's Selene. Something new I learned from this week. Monica Rodriguez. And then in that midfield, to be honest, I'm not going to really be seeing Zuba Hernandez play because it seemed like she really is just out of it. It seems like she, I think, from that injury she's had and from the time she's been off the pitch, I don't really see her starting. She honestly, in her spot where I feel like everyone's just going to be playing as a center midfielder position. I'm going to have Marlene Campa in there, along with Cassandra Cuevas and Veronica Perez. And up front, I'm going to have the, on the left side, Montserrat Hernandez. Up front, it's going to be Daniela Espinosa in that four position. And on the right wing side, I'm honestly, I can see Hannah Gutierrez playing, considering that she did score a goal um, uh, against Santos. I know like um, it wasn't against Atlas, but I feel like in this case, she was doing some work on the right on the right wing side. So I feel like I could see her gain some playing time in this game. So it's an interesting lineup because you put... Um... You put Marlene in the midfield, kind of more of a center midfielder, and then you have Hannah as a right winger, which I know she's capable of playing on the wing, and we've seen her. And my only concern is that this season, I don't know if it's just me, but she seems a little slow, doesn't she? You know, I'm right, because there are times I do look at her because originally she was coming as a defender when she first um, got into the team from the academy. She was playing, I think, as a left wing back then. At some point, she played as a left midfielder because you're not going to really be taking Mozart Hernandez out from that left wing spot. Otherwise, you're not going to really be taking your crosses or your creativity at all. But then she plays on the right wing, too, which is like, that's pretty and see how versatile she is. But it's like... I don't see her as like the winger type where it's like you're just seeing them running up the pitch, like back and forth, getting the crosses going, cutting right into the box and maybe get a pass or even go for a shot. It seemed like one of those things. I feel like she's up right in the wing. And then as soon as the play happened, that's when she cuts in or she's like a bit close into the box. She'll try to dribble her way in and try to go for a shot. I don't know. I mean, like, it's working, but then it's like I feel like that's a spot. If we're gonna even t- if we're gonna talk about positions, I feel like could be strengthened maybe in this side. That could also be the right wing side because I feel like if you're gonna play four three three, you should really be having your wingers are just capable of doing everything that a winger should be doing, just running up on the corner, going for those crosses, cutting right in, maybe had a shot or two at times. But I feel like in some cases, it's like we're testing out a lot of players on that on the right wing side. We have Martin Campa there. We have Dani Espinosa at one point, if I'm not mistaken, right there playing. We have had Hannah Gutierrez, Janay Gonzalez. It's one of those things I'm just like, I don't know if it's like it's gonna work. I mean, if they can play in the position in some way, shape, or form, then it's like they can play. But are they gonna be completely comfortable at it? That's only for time to tell when they continue to keep playing. Because I feel like at this rate, with that right wing side, it seems like we are trying to express is like who could actually play there, or who knows, maybe at some point, maybe after the season ends, he's got to look at that transform. He's like, who can be that right winger that could fit in America Feminine's play style and the ideology that like fits into that, so they can then just be like immediately from like the get go. You're starting. We're playing with this formation. That's where you're gonna be at. Yeah, that that would be interesting for uh for an upcoming market because I do think that you know whilst we've had Marlene play there, she hasn't really, like you mentioned, really shined in that position, which we know she can, right? But mm-hmm. just hasn't really clicked for her. And you know, you have, you know, Janae who 
shows promising signs, but again, injuries continue to plague her. And then now with Hana, who we kind of mentioned, you kind of use her all around the pitch, right? So hasn't really been able to settle on one position. And like I mentioned, I don't think she's the winger type with that kind of pace. Uh, so, I mean, we'll, we'll we'll see. We'll see. But at the moment, as things stand with that formation, um, which I do agree would, would, would look very good for Saturday, I think America's more than capable of walking away with a three-goal victory here. And that's honestly the minimum of expectation that we want for this game. A minimum of three goals would be ideal for this match. And, of course, if the ladies walk away with a 2-0 victory, then, I mean, we'll talk and assess the, the condition of the match, but it's not like it's going to be a terrible result either, right? Three points at the end of the day is a must, but, uh, you know, the way that they go about it, that's going to be interesting as well. We mentioned, AJ, that Mazatlan is probably going to come out and just completely shut themselves out, and they're going to completely kind of try to shut off America, close those gaps, try to be as organized as they can be. But I'm looking at their defense, and I'm looking at these past games that they've had. Something tells me that they're, there's a breaking point for this team, and America just needs to find it, whether it's consistently knocking at the door, whether it's consistently trying to move the ball in and around the pitch, transitioning from one side to another, and in that moment of trans, uh, shifting from one side to another, there's a gap in where one of our wingers can take advantage of that. I mean, there's plenty of ways that Cuellar can go about this, and there's plenty of ways that these girls are going to be capable of breaking down this Mazatlan defense. My only concern is if the ladies get past the 15th, 20th minute without a goal, do you think that starts to settle in and kind of play a little bit of a mental game with them? I feel like I don't really want to be the right to the men's team, but it seems like it's in a case where it's like we always play against these teams where it's like they're not doing so great in the league yet. They somehow like can figure out what America is trying to do and just stop them like on the ball. Not starting completely on their tracks, but in a way it's like they're just confused how to go about the game. They're like, this is not working. That is not working. That wasn't working. So it's like, what are we supposed to do? Because it seems like, like America has played Masatan when – they, when they were the Funk Moradia side, which they beat in them six times. So maybe I feel like in this case, it's a different team, but I'm not saying there are players that used to be on the Moradia side that just transferred over into this Mazatlan side. So I think in this case, it's like see, they may take advantage of like how America, if were just strolling against Atlas. And so it's like, let's try to park the bus and see if that can just tire America from the complete because no, we're only having Danny really up front. And then I feel like at some point, if we happen to, if they happen to catch them off during a set piece, that's when the counterattack is going to set in and it must like in then and have their chance. So it's this thing, it's, it's this thing where I think Masatan, it's like, we're going to try to hold onto this fence as much as we can. Who knows if we just only limit it to one goal and that can be shown like the sign of weakness for America family, where it seems like they can't break through the defenses of some of these um, sides are just like strong completely because I'm looking here. Masatan like are conceding games like 3-0, 5-0, 4-1, 4-1. They lost against Atlas, completely blown out 4-1. Tigas 4-1. Chivas 5-0. And in Monterrey, they had 6-0 right there. So maybe they could, maybe it's with all these goals they're conceding. They're just like, you know what? We're not going to try to let another team like America Fanny, who is right up there in the ranks for being one of the best teams in the league. They're like, we're going to hold them to like a, a complete stalemate. See how much can we try to tire them out before we can finally get our opportunity to break through? And like you said, and if we can't score honestly in the first 15 or 20 minutes, then I feel like that's where I think the problems are going to start selling in. And everyone's going to be wondering, like, what is this side really trying to do? Is trying to do? 
like what changes are going to need to be made if we can't score against a team like this. Which why, which is exactly why I'm saying that an early goal is detrimental for America because if you score that early goal, the floodgates are going to open. Because like you just mentioned, this Mazatlan side is coming off week after week after week, match after match, conceding three plus goals a game. That 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 plays a mental factor as a player, you know? Because you could be holding on for as long as you can. That first goal wall goes in, everything that just happened in previous games settles in and creeps up and says, you know what? It's gonna be exactly like last game. And then, you know, players put get their heads down, they don't play the same way and that's why America just needs one goal, one early goal, and you can see this completely being a blow, uh, a thrashing, you know, a blow out of the water for this America side, which I think, like you mentioned, they need. They definitely need to get that goal differential up because these other teams definitely have. And um, you know, the, the the race of the first place in the league is is a very tight one right now, and I promise you, it's going to go down a goal difference in some in in some some instances. So. This is definitely has to be a match where the ladies have to come in, dominate as much as they can, get that early goal, score, really score, look, score as many as, as, as possible. You know, I know there's a sense of respect for the opponent, but at the end of the day, hey, if you can walk away with 12 goals, 12 goals it is because it just, it, it, it that's, that's how it has to be. And uh, that's going to help you out in the long run. Like we mentioned you have Puma after this, you have Tigres after that. So, not an easy schedule coming up for the ladies, and they know that this this game, this game alone, can be very pivotal in the way that this kind of rest of the season goes for the ladies. So, um, yeah, I mean, anything else to add on in regards to that, AJ? It's just really I just miss seeing an America Feminita like early on when the league first started. I remember we really weren't playing four for um four three three. Well. Yes, four three three. We're having players like Lucero Cuevas, Diana Cáceres. We have Daniela Espinosa. We had some of our midfielders just scoring goals for fun left and right. Like Asana Cuevas, I know like at a time she was playing as a forward slash like midfield. Oh, well, she was playing as a forward at first before she swapped into the midfielder position. But just remembering that kind of like players that we had up front, they were just scoring goals left and right on every single team for fun. And I feel like that's the side that I really miss from Mega Fennec. It's like yeah, we're doing good. We're sitting in fourth place, but we're constantly just being tied with like what we achieve, uh, Stevens and Monterrey when it comes to this. And now I'm looking at goals going forward. Like Monterrey has 26 goals, Stevens got 24. With Chivas and Mega, it's only a difference between two with Guadalajara, with Guadalajara um, just having um 19 right there. But it's just the thing, it's like it seems like their forwards are just being really consistent, just gain those goals going in. Like I said before, Monterrey's Castina Burke and Rojas so far, seven, I'm not mistaken. And I see as advantage, she has, what, eight, if I'm not mistaken, for Chivas. And I forgot the Martin, I think it's also eight. And we're just seeing Daniela Spinoza with five goals. Yeah, five is good. Don't get me wrong. But she just really hasn't just been scoring as much, whether it could be the weight of the captain's armband, where it could just be the amount of time she's hitting the post every time she shoots. Because I feel like if the post was not really a thing, I feel like she probably would have only been having like eight, nine, or would have been the first player so far in only, what, seven games to already have 10 goals. So it seems like in this case, I feel like America Ferry really needs, just need to get into the groups just starting starting to just score goals left and right. Because as you mentioned, the schedule, like just looking up here, we're going to have teams like Pumas, we're going to have Tigres, we're going to have Monterrey, 
Guerrero, who are surprisingly like they're doing well this season, sitting at um, eighth place. And then like towards the very end, we're having Chivas and Pachuca. So right there, it's the case. It's like we're almost at the halfway mark right there. And it's like we need to already set something up with our formation, with the players. And then Guerrero's going to be thinking something like, this is the team we're going with. This is the team I'm going to go in and out with, in and out with every match day. This is the formation we're going to play, and we're going to score some goals. Well, it's going to be a definitely an interesting one to keep an eye on whether or not Danny does end up getting that goal, which, like I mentioned, definitely is going to get a lot of weight off her shoulder. Like you mentioned, AJ, the groove is definitely what these ladies got to get back into because, like we mentioned, that schedule is looking a lot, a lot much tougher than when the when the season just started. All right, AJ, only one thing left to do is to give me your prediction for this upcoming match against Mazatlan. You know what? 4-0. I'm confident. I'm going 4-0. It's against Mazatlan, and I feel like we should go. We should definitely just be scoring those amount of goals. Just like we did with Nick Daxa, where we immediately got a goal under, like, what, 30 seconds? This is how I want this game to go, actually, for America Feminine. Just get the early goal immediately, floodgates open, start scoring goals left and right. And that's exactly what needs to happen. You know, so I'm I'm with you on that one. I hope that the game ends up being another very high scoring match and where we consistently are tweeting goals. But you know, it's gonna fall down on whether the ladies are up for the challenge. And I hope they are home field advantage. It's not the earliest of games. Um, so hopefully, you know, it it, it pays dividends, especially with them being at home. But as far as my prediction goes, I'm gonna go with a three 0 victory. I know sounds like we're very very confident after just thrashing them not so long ago <laughs> for that atlas game uh but again we're kind of putting in perspective who they're playing up against again no disrespect to Masatlan, but with the track record that they have going on at the moment hard not to think that the ladies can't do a job at home against this team so really it's going to be up to them and hopefully they can you know give us a good way to start off the weekend no doubt about it all right, then again, America versus Mazatlan is going to be this Saturday, 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 12 p.m. Uh, Central Standard Time, and then of course 1 p.m. for everyone out there in the East Coast. You guys can catch that game live on Facebook on TUDN, and uh, maybe just maybe you guys can catch that live on uh, TUDN here in the states, channel-wise. But we'll let you guys know in regards to that. But just be safe. You guys can check it out on Facebook. All right, AJ, I think we've pretty much covered everything we've had to in regards to the ladies. No. Yep, you're right. That's everything. All right, then. Well, we're going to let every single one of you guys go. And uh, before we go, I do want to say that this episode was brought to you by Foot Cult. If you guys haven't checked them out already, make sure you guys do making amazing, amazing stuff for the Liga Makis English and Liga Makis Family English community. Of course, they're going to have a lot of great gear coming up. And uh, we're just happy and excited to be partnered with them. And we've got a lot of cool stuff coming along with that partnership as well. So thank you so much to Foot Cult for sponsoring this video and make sure you guys check them out. And if you guys like any of their uh, merchandise, you guys can use the uh, discount code EEP at checkout to get 10% off. That is EEP at checkout to get 10% off. All right, AJ, thank you so much. Have yourself a wonderful night. Good job uh, on on today's episode and uh, good luck with everything going on with school. Thank you so much, Ivan. Much appreciated. All right, then thank you to everyone that's watching. Thank you to everyone that's been listening. Again, you guys can catch this on Spotify, iTunes, uh, iHeartRadio, wherever it is that you may listen to us. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll be in contact very, very soon. All right, AJ, I'll see you this Saturday for this ladies game. See you. All right, then everyone, take care, stay safe. Uh, and as always, 
അറിയപ്പോൾ മരിക്ക Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen. 